Welcome to episode one of season two of From Adventurer to Innkeeper, a podcast for all LARPers. I'm your host, Martin, and we will be talking about live-action roleplay events and experiences. Uh, throughout the series, we will talk about specific LARPs and also more general topics surrounding LARPs. Today, we're going to look at music and sound in LARPs, both from the organizer aspect and from the player aspect. Music and sound are important because they influence people in general. Not just because they can set a mood, but because they can influence emotions and evoke certain feelings within us. Um, according to Julian Treasure, a sound and communications expert in his podcast from August 3rd of 2020, sound has four primary effects on us. Psychological, physiological, cognitive, and behaviorally. Briefly, physiologically, music can change our mood through connections we have with certain sounds. Psychologically, sound can begin a fight-or-flight response. Uh, cognitively, music can either distract or focus your thoughts, and behaviorally, we are drawn toward sounds we find pleasing and are repulsed from those we do not. There are, of course, many other ways in which sound can affect you within these four areas, which I have not mentioned, but we may uncover some of those throughout our discussions. Why, then, music and sound in LARP specifically. That's what we're going to be discussing today. This show is for both new LARPers through to the seasoned veterans, and we will be implementing a scale to let you know the main focus of the episode. Episodes will air every odd month, so January, March, May, July, September, November, and will be approximately one to two hours in length. Every episode is for everyone, but some will focus on uh, issues which will resonate more with one group or another, and as such, we have a scale which will tell you the focus of the topics, and possibly the depths of some of the various bogs and dungeons we may wade into. The scale for this particular episode is going to be well-known noble, as this episode covers such a wide variety of LARPs. I have arranged for some guests to help me via Zoom and to help discuss what their thoughts on music and sound are in LARP. So, with me Via Zoom today, I have Hanu from Finland. Uh, Hanu is a longtime amateur LARP designer, producer, and musician from Finland who loves creating immersive experiences. Uh, also with us uh, via Zoom is Phil from the UK, who is a sound engineer and does a lot of work at Empire LARP. So thank you both Hanu and Phil for joining me today. Quite all right. Thank you for having us. Thank you. So... Before we begin our open discussion, let me first ask each of you to tell uh, our listeners a little bit about yourself and your overall involvement with LARP. Uh, so, uh, Hanu, if you would like to go first. Yeah. Uh, hello. Uh, so, my name is Hanu Niemi. I'm from Turku, Finland, and uh, I've been LARPing since 2001, so it's almost 20 years now. And... Uh, been uh, producing and organizing and designing labs since then. So I started by making my own own little lab for my friends uh, nearby forest, and and it's gotten a bit bigger since then. But uh, uh, I think I've been doing all possible organizer roles roles related to lab since then. But but my main interests are and have always been in, in uh, combining music and LARP. So I think that's why I'm here, and, and I'm really excited to, to, be, to talk about this. 
how to combine sound and, and music and lap. Excellent. Th thank you very much, Hanu. And uh, Phil, if you wouldn't mind uh, giving a short introduction of yourself as well, that would be that would be greatly appreciated. Sure thing. Yeah. So I'm Phil D'Souza, um, based in the UK. Um, predominantly, I work with Profound Decisions on their uh, Empire Festival LARP um, as the head of plot production and head of special effects. Um, I've also worked closely with Mandala Studios and Spark LARP, um, also based in the UK. Um, again, predominantly looking at sound design, special effects, that kind of stuff. Um, and then professionally, I'm a sound engineer, sound designer and theatre technician. Um, so it's been, yeah, it's, it's, LARP's been quite an interesting journey for me. I've only been doing it since uh, 2018, so not very long at all. Um, but I think having a professional set of skills to bring into the LARP world has helped me kind of very quickly gain traction and get involved with some really exciting projects. Excellent. Thank you very much for that information from both of you. Um, so before we start to ensure that we're all on the same page for the purposes of this conversation, I'm just going to briefly define what specifically we're talking about today for our audience. Um, so music and sounds. Obviously, both of these can be the same thing, but for the purposes of this discussion, we're going to define music as either direct music, such as theme music to a LARP, or music played in the background of a scene, um, and sounds sort of as the ambient noise created to give scenes certain feelings, um, you know, and anything from like the, the creaking of stairs to, to, you know, wind blowing in the background kind of thing. Um, so hopefully that helps us define at least a little bit of what we're talking about. And I want to open this up to my guests uh, so that we can delve a little bit deeper into this aspect of LARP. So let's start with each of you on how you feel this definition works or doesn't work for the music and sounds of LARP. Okay, I'm happy to start. Um, for me, uh, and don't, broadly speaking, generally in all the work that I do, I think the definition of music is absolutely fine. Um, but for sounds, I tend to view it in two fairly distinct categories. Um, One-shot sound effects, so something like a gunshot or an explosion, something that's meant to be probably reactive to a player or NPC's actions or something that the player should definitely notice. Um, and then soundscapes, which I guess is the background sound, ambient sound, meant to not be too distracting, but give the players an idea, well, I guess support the atmosphere we're trying to create for the players and support their immersion. Yeah. Uh, I think I'm broadly quite happy with that. With that, but I, I'd like to add uh, the sound created by by players and the environment itself. So we always have an environment where we play play in, and then we have the players that, of course, in most labs, uh, communicate by using speech. In some labs, maybe singing and, and so on. So that is one aspect to add into the sound part, I think. No, and I think that's definitely fair. That's that's obviously, you know, both of those are important additions, I think, to the discussion, in the sense that that you know the the players do do create sounds as well, and 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 then there are those those additional sort of sounds created by, you know, 
the, the, the gunshot example is a good one. I think it's so, so definitely. Um, so what do you think makes a music and sound in a LARP special? Okay. Uh, let, me start, let me start. <laughs> let me start. Um, uh, I think uh, the biggest thing here is uh, that SLOP is a collaborative medium where we create experiences together. So instead of having uh, creators and consumers separated, we, we, mo- we all create a LOP experience together, the LOP organizers and, and designers and, and the players and possible NPCs. Uh, so that's one, one thing that makes it special that, that uh, everyone joins in creating creating the soundscape in, in a lab. Designers, organizers can u- use uh, special effects and, and, and theme sounds or having radio broadcasts and so on. And players can use sound as well, singing or speaking and laughing and interacting with things. And, and of course, you can have org- organizers to uh, instruct the players to to make sound in a certain way, for example, have a performance in the game. And it's really interesting, uh, really fascinating that we can, how we can use sound in, in kind of creating a 360 environment that's, uh, it really adds adds to everything else, scenography and lighting and everything else that you can use. use so it brings to a, a a uh, totally different level level when you can uh, when you are in an environment where you can, for example, use use sound effects. And and uh, the third thing I think is uh, that music can really enrich the stories that we experience through up uh, by uh, having meaning or, or attaching to the meaning that you have. Uh, and the play that you have in your character. Uh, so that is a very special thing. It is similar to, to theater or, or uh, movies that you can have a, a theme song for a character or, or uh, for the group of characters that you, that you have in a game. So this can be a really powerful experience. Yeah, for sure. Um... I think with that, uh, for me, I, I kind of look at it and that question a bit more broadly. Um, weirdly, if the players um, react to the soundscape that I'm doing or interact with the sound design in some way, um, and they pick up the intended emotion or feeling that we're trying to suggest to them, in my mind, that makes it really special. It hasn't just been an annoying thing at the background that's been disrupting them from listening to whatever this NPC is saying to them. It hasn't taken them out of the moment it's just added to the atmosphere as it should. Uh, but equally, if players don't notice the soundscape or the background noise, and they get, yeah, they're just fully immersed in whatever's going on, and we've just helped heighten their experience, um, and they know that something was there, but they can't p- specifically remember what it was because they were just so ingrained in whatever's happening. For me, that's a really, really special feeling. Uh, so in essence, if, yeah. I'm, if I'm understanding what both of you are saying here, um, it, it, it kind of is that, you know, the, the, the sound is in essence, an important part of the LARP. It, it contributes to the LARP. It helps create the mood of the LARP 
but it shouldn't be the main focus of the LARP, unless obviously you're designing a LARP specifically around something that's just a sound kind of concept. Um, so what ways do you think that specifically then music can be used to make a LARP more interesting for the players? Um, an obvious example would be, at least within the Western world, Western music system, um, using uh, music to evoke and reinforce specific emotions using tonality, instrumentation, um, and also to evoke um, stereotypical locations, um, thanks to kind of films using, say, the Phrygian mode to, um, as the backing to a scene that's happening in Egypt or an accordion uh, might be used as an instrument for a love scene or a scene set in France or something like that. We can play on those stereotypes that films and other media have already created over the years um, in LARP to help reinforce the atmosphere that we're trying to create. Um, but a personal example for me would be the work I did at Spark LARP's event Fairyland that ran in 2019. The game was set in Wales in 1996 at an illegal rave. Um, and for the first night of the event, there was a five-hour DJ set, which was arranged and performed by John Newton. Um, and he carefully made sure over the course of five hours to gradually build the energy and the excitement of the, his DJ set, which was a fantastic set in its own right. Um, but he also included specific tracks that contained lyrical content um, that gave hints towards the plot that would occur the following day, um, as well as, yeah, it was just, just a fantastic DJ set in its own right. Um, but then from time in Saturday morning, uh, for the entire day, I personally created and played uh, multiple musical, uh, melodic and percussive looping melodies that represented each of the NPC factions that the players would interact with. Um, and whenever the players shifted their focus to a different faction, a different loop came in. It was all seamless um, running through Ableton Live, so everything was running at the same tempo. Um, but by using different instrumentation and different like changing the rhythm to be half time or double time or whatever. Um, it, there was just this constant background sound that was actually musical running through the PA system that was used for the rave um, the evening before. Um, so it was just kind of a continuation of that theme that now suddenly the players have been transported to the Fey realm, as you do. Um, and the PA system that was um, just pumping out DJ rave music is now being interfered with by the magic and the fairy realm, and that's being represented as different, um, very distinct musical tracks. Um, and yeah, it was really interesting when like the song would shift, and when we, as the refs and everything, decided to change which track was playing, the players all just reacted with a sudden amount of dread, like, oh god, what's happening now? And then it just faded back into the background, and they could get on with whatever they were doing, um, and kind of pay as much or as little attention to it as they wanted. So that actually brings up sort of an interesting question. Um, we obviously have the music that's created by creators such as yourself for LARP. Um, but there's also, as you mentioned earlier, there's also the player-created sounds. There's, you know, there's player-created music. There's player-created uh, sounds throughout the LARP. And for, for both of you, how, how do you sort of think that that affects the overall LARP. And, and, I, and I think I'll, I'll bring in some examples when, when 
when I've got each of you a, a chance to sort of answer this question. Sure, do you want to start, Hani? Yeah. Yeah. Um, I think when you are, as a character, uh, making sound and making music together, it's it's really close to LARPing in, in, in general, because both are participatory experiences and, and require kind of listening to others that you're making music or making sounds together with other others and, and they can really uh, give meaning to to and, and, and improve the experience and having and doing uh, sound and doing music together with the other other players uh, and, and I think one one way that that it really improves can improve a game is is by having uh, uh, setting specific music that you sing together. We have a tradition of a uh, long tradition of historical LARPs set in different uh, time periods here in, in, in Finland. And uh, in, in most of the LARPs, we, we usually have a one or two or three songs that are from that time period. And, and then we rehearse them before the game. And then we uh, sing them during the LARP in different situations we can have one song that is for kind of sad melody that more for for maybe a funeral or, or so and another maybe uh, another melody another song that is more more for for uh, parties or so on and uh, that uh, that's really really helps bring people together and, and creating that bond between the characters and the players as well during the game? Uh, yeah. Um, for me, I'd, I mean, given I haven't actually played any LARPs yet. I still need to do that. I'm still fairly new in the whole LARP world. But from working on Empire, a um, festival LARP, uh, having, uh, was it the 2,500 players? It still keeps on growing with each event. Um, across, I think, uh, I can't remember off the top of my head how many character nations there are, but the players being able to create their own music, their own theatre, and their own takes on how they want to represent the different nations and different cultures in the game world um, is going to uh, increase what the... I go way over the scope of what the plot writers could come up with. The plot writers for the game are probably going to be... And this, even then, like the whole game team are probably going to figure out a specific way of representing each nation, each magical realm, whatever it may be. The players being able to give their own take on that is only going to heighten it and it's going to expand how diverse and how interesting all of the different ways we might be able to represent something within the game world will be far more than just block writers alone could come up with by themselves so it's a really interesting collaborative experience between everyone yeah and i have similar experiences and myself being a musician as well as composing music for LARPs. It's really been an amazing experience composing a song that that I uh, perform in a LARP. Or then as a LARP designer, I can compose music for my own LARPs. For example, Odysseus, where it was a space adventure LARP uh, played here in Finland in 2019. That, uh, 
yeah, uh, um, where I was head of the sound design team, uh, we we composed a song for the law that was used both as the theme song and also as a kind of national anthem for the most of the characters. And, and that really, I believe that really worked in bringing uh, the players and the characters together and uh, creating the culture that's uh, was portrayed there in the lab. Got to say, uh, as an aside, I only found out about Odysseus after it ran. It looked absolutely incredible, and I'm so gutted I couldn't participate in it. Uh, thank you. <laughs> absolutely incredible. So having played that LARP, I, I, it was absolutely incredible. Um, so actually, that, that that's a pretty good segue into the question of of how music makes you makes you feel when you hear it, and hopefully if i have done this correctly because sometimes it's a bit weird with the audio program i'm using uh you'll be able to hear the music that i'm about to play i'm going to give you two uh two pieces of music or two segments of pieces of music and i and i kind of want you to a, a discuss what um um how you feel each of them impacts the LARP and, 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 and can give the scene more depth and can give a scene in general more depth and meaning. Um, and I have a sneaky suspicion, if I've done this correctly, that Hana will recognize the first one. It's time to leave our home behind Embrace the Come, come, Durantius, come, 
Follow the crow of the rooster. Come, come, don't you scum. The legends live on when the heroes are gone. So having heard the, the two samples of music, um, how, how do you think then that each of these can sort of impact a LARP or, or give a scene more feeling or, or invoke certain passions in, in your players? Okay, um, I definitely get the impression the first track you played, um, which I'm guessing is was from Odysseus, um, <clears throat> definitely, it, it sounded very much like a theme song, about possibly that national anthem, uh, anthem that you mentioned, Hernie. Um, but yeah, definitely it has a quite a nice, grandiose, epic feeling to it. I imagine it would give the players quite a lot of um, pride, I guess, or something along those lines um, within the event. The other one, um, I guess, it might have been suited to more of a sounded more like a campfire kind of song. I can imagine that being played by a bard around a campfire or in a tavern or something to that effect. Um, a lot more emotional. Um, yeah, I think that's probably as much as I got from that, uh, from those two. Yeah. Um, well, the first one, uh, having composed it together with Helena Haparanta, who is who we heard singing there. Um, well, it is the... the national anthem uh, used in the lab and also the theme song in Odysseus. And uh, well, the, the idea in, in that, that was, was to get this nostalgic feeling and, and, and uh, kind of get the themes of the game, game through to the players and the, and the wor words also, also uh, are pretty uh, closely kind of uh, written from the kind of game world and the story perspective there. So the idea is to, and, and how I imagine the players ha have felt it would be, would be having lots of feeling and, 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 and kind of this national anthem uh, kind of feeling. And, and the second one, uh, one I, I believe it's from College of Wizardry, or related to that. And, and uh, yes, campfire is is a good way to describe it. And and also a song that you sing together with your friends on a maybe in a, on a tavern table, maybe and and uh, something that you share together and, and have fun and, and just relax, relax with them. So, so ha having played both of those LARPs and having had, had some connection to both of those songs, um, it, it's, it's interesting that, you know, your, your desire for, for the first one um, to evoke an emotion, it, it, to, um, you know, ev evoke an emotion in players is definitely true. Um, especially, I remember the first few, uh, let's say, weeks maybe even stretching into the first few months after the LARP, anytime anyone shared the theme song on, on any Facebook feed, I think it gave everybody sort of deep emotional 
you know, ties back to the LARP and invoked a lot of, of feeling in people. Um, and, and it was, so I like really what you did with that song in the sense that, and, and Phil, unfortunately, since you, you, you missed the LARP, um, or, or, you know, what they did was the game started with the theme song. Um, you essentially went to your, your starting positions and everybody sort of, you know, shut their eyes and, and went sort of into your inner space, if you will. And the theme song was played. And before the LARP started, the, the, you know, we, we were told that, that, you know, this is a song you'll hear twice. You'll hear it right at the beginning of the game and you'll hear it right at the end of the game. And it, it signified the bookends sort of, of, of the experience. And it was really an emotional feeling the second time that song was played. The first time, I think, you know, you're just starting the game. You don't really have that connection to the song. But, but then you've been living your character for those, those three days in that amazing venue that you have. Um, you know, it was, an, it was a elementary school, I wanted to say, or a middle school that you guys had converted yeah. in, into the... Yeah. And, and, you know, this, this amazing venue that, that, that they had set up and, and you have, you know, the song that, that is played the second time after this massively emotional LARP that everybody had been part of. And it, from a player perspective, it was, it was amazing. Uh, there's just no other way to describe it. And, and that song still, you know, still brings out some of the feels from that LARP, um, so, so I can definitely say that, you know, from, from that perspective, it's, it's an amazing choice and, and very well written. So, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm glad that Thank you're, you. I'm, I'm glad that you, you know, for, for those of you who are just listening, I, I'm, I'm recording this on Zoom and, and, and watching Hanu sort of smile as it was played was, was, you know, just sort of gratifying in a sense for, for me as a player for that particular, uh, particular LARP. Um, the second one, you're also correct, is from College of Wizardry. It's the Durentius theme song, which is one of the houses in, in College of Wizardry. And you're, you're both sort of correct. It's that bar tavern kind of song. You know, it's the song that you get together with your housemates. You, you sing it. Um, you, you, you know, whenever, whenever you're trying to build that sort of house feeling, you know, build up your house and, 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 you know, get them ready for the next day's events as you're sitting in the the tavern at, at the college of uh, at the at, at college of wizardry at night and you know preparing for the next day at least and and, and obviously this this is one that varies a lot from run to run because not every group of Terentius students is going to be the same but uh, the, the year that i played it was very much sort of the the we've taken over the tavern we're going to be as loud and raucous as we possibly can and we're going to sing our song you know just to Umph up the crowd, if you will. So, how do you both sort of, sort of, you know, how do you both sort of think that 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 adds a lot to a a a LARP overall? That that kind of that kind of player generated music. Now, obviously, it was written by someone else because there's a text to it, um, but you know, it's it's still player generated in the sense that you know it's not unlike the Odysseus theme, which was played over over speakers this one has to sort of be sung by, by the players. So how, how do you feel the two, um, the, the, the two add to the sensation of the LARP or how do you feel that 
that they can add to the scene. Um, uh, either one. Uh, well, um, I, I think music works best in labs when when it has a meaning and it it's attached to to something. Uh, uh, the meaning can come from from kind of outside of the lab context, as Phil uh, mentioned in the beginning. Like you can use music that's from that composed before, and, and it can have uh, kind of give certain meanings for already have a certain meanings for the players, and then you can try to as a lab designer you can try to use those meanings. But when you have a song that is composed for the lab or created in the lab then the meaning kind of forms inside the lab and and uh, and of course each player would have a different a little bit different meaning how how that that song uh, relates to their character but in, in this case is uh if the idea is to have a song that unites these characters and these players uh, as well and, and creates this group uh, sense of belonging in a group together and when you are singing it together and experiencing it together then, then it uh, heightens that, that that feeling a lot yeah i think echoing that it, it pretty much hit the nail on the head um but even if um, a song's written by another player or written by the game team, whoever, um, players being able to take that song even and then essentially make it their own. If they're singing it all together in a group, um, they might add elements into it and just evolving the art that you give them to begin with. I think that's really what that kind of stuff could um, be made special. Yeah, like you were saying with the Odysseus stuff, um, playing the book ending the event with that must have been I can see perfectly how it would bookend the event and how it would be, I imagine, incredibly emotional, maybe a little bit bittersweet. I had no idea what happened in the event itself. Um, but yeah, I can imagine that being a wonderful climax to the end of the event. Excellent. Well, thank you for, 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 for that. Um, so I'm going to now play a background sound. So uh, obviously the sound should should evoke a uh, certain thought in 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 your minds um but but how do you think that this sound you know what kind of influence would would it have on on the players within a larp if if this if this was running in the background for example um it definitely had it was it's definitely a sci-fi setting of some form on a spaceship or a control panel or something um with all the, the typical like kind of Fit that 50s, 60s sci-fi vibe, very Star Trek, all that kind of stuff. Um, it 
we give the players a sense of there's larger machines at work here. There's bigger stuff than even they can probably comprehend happening in this setting, in this instant. Um, but also, yeah, given the idea of, I guess, sophistication technolo uh, technologically. Um, yeah, it very much will work in a sci-fi setting, in a, I don't know, engineering room or something like that. Yeah, for me, uh, I'm pretty much in the same. Uh, uh, so, uh, yeah, sci-fi definitely, uh, and uh, the feeling that you get get from there is kind of it's pretty busy. There's lots of different sounds coming. Maybe it's a environment where, where people work, or or kind of there's lots of happening, lots of beeps. All, all around. Uh, so, uh, of course, if it's uh, just looping, then it, it kind of you get used to that, and then it, it feels very familiar. And it can be like feel calm even. Depends of kind of the what you what comes after that, or what how how it relates to other soundscapes that you have in the lab. So. That, that particular sound, we, we used it for a LARP that we ran uh, here in the States uh, called Legend of the Stars. And the nice thing about it is that, that where that one comes from, we can sort of edit the different inputs into it. So we can take away certain sounds, we can add certain sounds to it. Um, but so the way that that one was used was the ship itself and you were correct it's a space larp that that one that that sound was used in but the ship itself was somewhat sentient if you will and was slowly going more and more insane so as the insanity ramped up on the ship we altered the sound we altered the pitch we made certain sounds more uh certain sounds loud certain aggressive sounds i guess within that soundscape louder um, and and muted some of the more benign sounds. And, you know, ho hopefully that, that sort of gave the characters... Because this way, although it's looping constantly, it's also changing. Um, and, you know, it's, it's interesting that you mention the whole looping thing, because um, I, I, I don't know if either of you have, have had the, the, the fun experience of working in retail, but I have. And there's always that music running in the background. And, you know, after a while, it tends to become like an old friend. You tend to sort of just put it in the back of your mind. You know that it's there. You know that it's on. You know that everything is normal when that music is running. But the second it stops, you know something's gone. Something's gone wrong in the back room or something like that. And, it, you know, we, we, we did that sort of with this sound in the sense that we kept changing it constantly. So like every hour we'd we'd increase one slider, you know, a certain amount and then we'd increase the next slider a certain amount and just kept making it more and more aggressive. So, you know, how do you think those kind of things then influence the players in in a particular LARP? Uh, well, I have a quite similar experience from working working on Odysseus, we had uh, lots of layers uh, that we changed depending, layers of sound that we changed depending on uh, the situation on the ship. And 
what was happening. So there was kind of this uh, soundscape, and then and then we uh, uh, mixed them into different speakers in, in different parts of the spaceship, and and then uh, crew small changes in that soundscape. Um, like maybe adding a one one particular sound or maybe taking one thing away, we could then uh, try to kind of influence how the players would would uh, feel feel in that situation, adding just a kind of a, a siren uh, play siren this long, long uh, warning sound. Uh, uh, and and then uh, uh, like a ship AI I, uh, saying red alert uh, is is really just adding that one sound is is really has a big effect on on people when they when they hear that or or then if if you at some point take all that sound away then it feels really 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 like weird and and maybe. Even even like scary. I, I was just about to say the same thing. Like having a constant underlying soundscape, background sound, whatever um, that the players get used to, and then changing it, even if it's a subtle change, and it takes them a while to realize, wait, is that that wasn't like that before? What? Um, or yeah, more dramatic changes, um, like a, an alarm sound, siren. Um, or yeah, the big one actually, probably the most impactful one, is if you had background sound running for ages and then cut to nothing. That can be some of the most that silence is such a powerful tool within sound, which is ridiculous, but it really, really is. Um, the absence of sound entirely is can be really disturbing. Um, can be really impactful. So that actually brings up a very interesting topic, I think, and and I think that's something that that we should probably explore for a few minutes. So, you know, you're right. The, the absence of sound can, can be very sort of disconcerting. Um, you know, m much like leaving the, the, you know, the mute switch on on a microphone and, and trying to talk and nothing coming out, um, just as an example. <laughs> but how do each of you think that that, that absence of sound can set a scene or can create, um, you know, create a certain vibe that you're looking for? Um, well, I mean, part of that, I guess, would be you've taken away one of the player's senses. In, in a way, you've taken away part of what they're used to um, using to establish whatever scene they're in. Um, yeah, as soon as you've removed that element, there's a level of uneasiness there. Same thing, if you blindfolded them, they wouldn't really know where they are. They wouldn't have as full of an understanding of what is happening in the moment, what they're trying to, what they, yeah, should be interacting with. Um, yeah, it could definitely be incredibly unsettling um, if used at the right points. There was um, a theatre show I worked on a while back where I, I guess in a similar way to... Um, Fairyland, I had a kind of synth motif that played for each of the characters and they were discordant with each other or harmonized with each other throughout the play as the relationships changed with the characters. 
Um, but there were moments where we'd have a really big, like, and, and the play was designed anyway, you'd have a huge argument and then suddenly you'd crash into a really quiet kitchen scene with just a mother and a son and nothing really happening. And I went from really loud, aggressive, distortive synths uh, in quite an um, reverberant venue anyway, it was an old Tudor tower. Um, oh, stonework, it was amazing. Um, and going from that to a ticking clock that was such, it was set at such a low level that you really had to actively listen to it to know it was even there. And otherwise you just went from loads and loads of busy sound to just nothing. And it, yeah, it, it really helped create the vibe of the scene in the instant. Yeah, I agree. Uh, and uh, I think there's power in contrast. Uh, I have an example from a post-apocalyptic lab that, that I uh, uh, made a few years ago that was about a pandemic and people, a few survivors that had survived a global pandemic. And in that lab, uh, the game, kind of the main game area was in a secluded location, very little sound coming in a, in a campsite. And then we had a separate black box, black box uh, space where uh, players would play uh, scenes from their characters past. Uh, so uh, scenes that happened before the pandemic where they would be out there like uh, partying with their friends or, or doing things that kind of were normal. And then, then there's a huge contrast there. They are playing a scene in the, in the black box and then they are coming back to the kind of reality outside of the, of the black box. So how important then do you think that music and sound are compared to all the other aspects of LARP? And, you know, this, this could be anything from, you know, costuming to venue to story um you know what what sets music and sound apart and what sort of brings it all together um well i i think it depends on on what is important in the design of 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 uh as of one specific club uh, I, I think most labs are designed to have some sound and we usually want players to talk, communicate through through speech. Of course, I, I know there are exceptions. For example, a Danish lab designer Nina Essendrop, I think, has made many scenarios that focus on kind of silent communication and and communicating through touch and and so on. So you don't often. Sometimes you kind of don't have sound at all, or only kind of soundtrack. But but it depends on on the kind of what do the designers of the lab want to want to do in, in that lab and, and in in many labs I, I believe like absence of sound design uh, doesn't really matter in, in in some labs so you can make a great lab without thinking about sound at all but but still in those also in those situations I think people make still kind of make choices about sound. Uh, even though they kind of don't think that they are making design uh, choices about about sound. So for example, when you are choosing a 
spot for your for your fantasy lab, you probably wouldn't put that next to a highway where you have lots of traffic sound. Uh, you would choose another spot, but you might not actually like think that that is a sound design uh, question at all. Um, but yeah, it can make a kind of lap amazing as we have heard and discussed. So it, it's a design choice. Yeah, it's interesting that you said that you might not want to pick a fancy lap setting um, where you pick your venue, not next to a highway or something, given that Empire um, with its yeah over 2,000 players is right next to Silverstone Racecourse. So you can hear uh, race cars racing around all the yeah. time. Um, uh, but they, the, the players just put that down to giant bumblebees, and that's okay. We're happy with that. Um, I mean, they make enough noise as it is. It's, it's not an issue. Um, but to answer the question, uh, for me, as much as sound is my preferred medium, I definitely wouldn't say it's any more important or less important than the other aspect of a LARP. And it, it's just another part of the toolkit that we use to create um, help players get immersed in whatever we're trying to immerse them in and whatever experience we're trying to get them to go through um, yeah because I mean even if you had amazing sound design without a decent plot it would probably wouldn't be that interesting for the players to interact with I mean it might be super cool um, but it probably wouldn't have that much longevity to it um, equally it can be super impactful it, it can be an important factor in a specific scene but certainly for an overall LARP, I can't imagine that sound and music would ever be the predominant driving force. Um, I don't even think I'd enjoy a LARP that was predominantly just sound-based. Uh, it'd be quite hardcore. Well, so, so excellent. Thank, thank you both for that. Um, so, so what's next for each of you with LARP? What, what you know, what projects are you working on now? Assuming you can, you can tell us about them. What uh, and 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 how does and how does music feature music or sound feature into those projects? Um, well, over the course of lockdown, obviously we haven't been able to do normal LARP events, um, but I've had a lot of fun uh, designing and running online LARPs with uh, Mandala Studios and Spark LARP. Um, to it was it's been interesting to use the internet and like voice calls like Discord um, as a medium uh, for running a LARP putting game mechanics in, all the rest of it, but also then trying to still convey good quality sound via the online medium, because voice calls are not designed for playing audio. They're very much calibrated and fine-tuned for just the human voice, trying to play music over a Zoom call or whatever. You're never going to get as crisp quality as you would out of a decent speaker. Um, but using live streaming services like Twitch or uh, Mixer uh, helped me. Like just having a Mixer stream in the background um, just the players open the tab, set the volume to a comfortable level, and then they can minimize it and engage with the game. Um, that worked really, really well um, to the point. It's, unfortunately, Mix has now closed down, um, but they had a faster than light streaming uh, option, which was less than a second delay. So to the point that I could actually monitor the audio for the game via the stream audio rather than directly from my computer. And it was absolutely fine and could still be reactive to whatever the players were doing. Um, trying to keep that reactive nature to sound, I think for me is really important within a LARP setting. Um, but online stuff aside, my main project is with Empire. Um, 
I want to create a, kind of an official library of looping sound design, soundscapes, possibly music as well, that represent the six magical realms that exist in the game world, as well as the numerous magical entities called Eternals um, that players can interact with, um, and a ridiculous number of designs for the ritual circle and the ritual magic that the players can um, participate in. Because right now it's just a case of we find a sound that suits it and just slam it out and off we go. But I want really want to up the production value of the event as a whole. Um, and part of that is going to be getting continuity and consistency across the entire site wherever we play these sounds, whether it's the ritual circle, the regio, um, or the big meeting hall where players can interact with um, Eternals and such entities, or even the encounter tents, which I guess are kind of like that black box area that you mentioned, uh, Hanny. Um, where players can be somewhere else other than the main game world. Um, it transports to other parts of it. Um, yeah, trying to just keep a level of consistency across the entire site. But that's going to take me forever. And without the um, urgency of needing to get it done for an event that's actually going to run, I really have not found the, uh, the desire to make a start on it. But I will at some point. Yeah, um... For me, uh, currently, uh, well, I'm I'm uh, part of a design team for a black box lab seaside prison, uh, which is uh, about life under siege. So uh, it's mirroring the real world world situation in in Gaza, and I'm uh, there uh, as uh, work there as a sound designer, and and we had a few play tests for that lab before before COVID, but uh, we are hoping to have have the main runs of the game starting next summer. And, and uh, well, other than that, I don't have any other ongoing law projects, but, but I've been composing lots of uh, music uh, during the lockdown and, and hoping to use some of that in, in my future live. Uh, LARPing again, and uh, and as a player, I'm looking forward to a Viking LARP that's happening in, in Denmark in May, hopefully, the last song, and, and, and I'm hoping to uh, get to go there and, and play some Viking music. I, I just bought a Jouhikko, uh, which is a Finnish boat lyre instrument, which really suits kind of Viking vibe, so I'm hoping to I'll go there in, in May. Let's see. Excellent. Well, well, well thank you for that. Um, you know, next next up for me is is an online LARP. Uh, the Legend of the Stars group is doing one online, uh, actually in two weeks. Uh, so that'll be that'll be interesting and fun. And then uh, then we have some LARP coming up toward the end of the year. Um, locally, there's a small one called uh, Grey Manor or the Haunting of Grey Manor. So I'm I'm hoping for some really good ambient sound in that one. You know, it's kind of hard to to do a haunting LARP with, with, well, I mean, I guess technically no sound is also really sort of scary in a haunting LARP when you think about it. Um, and then we've got, uh, we've got a Matter of Honor, which we're running uh, on a, an old decommissioned destroyer in November. So, so there'll probably be some of the, the engine sort of noises and backgrounds there. And uh, then, assuming it, it it's still running on schedule, Triumph, uh, it, uh, toward the end of November. So the end of the year looks to be full with LARP, and 
the beginning of the year looks to be sort of not full with LARP at the moment, because, you know, for all of my listeners listening to this past 2021, we're still living in that wonderful time of, of COVID still existing and, you know, vaccines rolling out and all that fun stuff, fun stuff. Um, so I, I think this has been an excellent discussion and I would obviously love to continue something like this for hours, but unfortunately, um, our time is coming to a close. Um, so I would like to thank both Hanu and Phil for joining us today. Um, I want to thank our listeners for tuning in to this episode of From Adventure to Innkeeper, a podcast for all LARPers. Uh, our next episode will release on the 21st of March 2021, 20, uh, uh, which will be the second episode of our second season, and we'll look at scenery and venues uh, of LARP. And that topic will cover visual cues, specific sceneries, how certain Im venues can impact um, LARP, and, and what kind of influence that has on the players. Uh, so again, I would like to thank our guests for joining me, uh, for joining me live on the show. Uh, I'm your host, Martin. Thank you for listening. Uh, we'd like to thank our sponsor, Mal Books. Uh, additionally, we'd like to thank uh, Lex Media for the use of their Fred Rothmel Memorial Podcast Studio. And please check out their links on our website, adventurertoinkeeper.com. <laughs>